Yo, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it's like 8.46 a.m. my time. Decided that I was going to go ahead and um, and do this. So how's it going? Um, good morning. Possibly close to, to noon. And I want to turn notifications off these phones so they're not, they're not just all over the place. Uh, okay, let's make sure that I have all of them off. We're going to kind of go into some different topics here, uh, things that just came to mind while I was just, well, I woke up this morning. That usually happens. So um, um, one of the things that I wanted to do to just kind of like just start off this whole thing is um, kind of like a reaction to an older video of mine that I wanted to share with you guys. It's kind of funny. Like I, I, I like looking at these because I like to see uh, where what I was doing back then, like, like where it was all from and what it's come to now. So, uh, let me go and open up this green share for you guys. <laughs> you guys could probably have some laughs with this. And I'll make sure that the audio is able to be shared. Uh, and so, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll take a look at this here. Um, a video that I did, uh, oh, this one was like seven years ago, I want to say. Just about. And around this time, the month of September. So, um a little bit of sucker up wide. Let me just make sure autoplay is turned off because I don't want it to autoplay another video. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? <clears throat> so, um, ah. let's show you guys another ROM. And today I introduce you guys to Showstock ROM. Let me go ahead and drop the brightness down so it doesn't like overpower. Alright, so <clears throat> this is based off 4.1.2. It's a TouchWiz-based ROM. Um, it's actually ported over Good from morning, the Galaxy ROM. S2 on AT&T, and it's working just fine on the Epic 4G Touch. Uh, one of the benefit features from this ROM is that you have the multi-window tasking um, bar here on the left. So that's really good, um, switching in, in and out between different things uh, a lot quicker than having to... Uh, back out or holding down the power button, which, you know, you have all these. <clears throat> um, messaging pretty much still, like, you know, looks the same and everything like that. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, your app drawer, and in the app drawer, it does have notifications. So as you see, I have nine notifications on my Facebook. So that's always pretty cool. Um, switch over to widgets, and you have all the widgets, which, you know, it just surprises me how smooth and fast this ROM is. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing. Me, I was judging speed really based awesome. on, on swipeys. Um, so we'll go into settings. You guys can see what it is based off of. Um, you kind of pick I like, up the brightness. My now, old so apartment didn't this. have like an actual air conditioner. Okay, good. It had what's called a smart right, so, cooler. Um, Android 4.1.2. So and that, I'm using it on Virgin Mobile. So there's is, uh, the, uh, the actual fan band up on high. for Virgin Mobile GB28 uh, with uh, Agate's uh, GB27 kernel. And right down there, Showstock 3 Epic 4G Touch Edition version 1.0. Um, Pretty much everything is pretty much like the standard stuff that you would see on um, on uh, Jellybean 4.1.2 for the Epic 4G Touch. The uh, widgets up here are changed up a whole lot. I call those uh, widgets. 
Oh my they god! Have like this, a little, there's a little <laughs> uniqueness to them. Um, you can control the the brightness from there. And just how far along um, it came with Android. You can the flash in the um, shade was amazing. The at that time. three minute um, customization app. I chose not to. Um, this ROM does come kind of locked down, so I'll tell you guys right off the bat. <clears throat> if you try to go to a uh, system updates, it doesn't work. So tapping um, update PRL or profile, it doesn't work right away. And multimedia messaging for Virgin Mobile customers does not work unless in the link when you download Showstock 3, scroll a little bit down, there's a zip file to basically... Um, the zip file contains the system folders for the dialer codes. And so you would have to do the whole, um, once you flash that in through your recovery, you can do the whole pound, pound, three, two, eight, two pound and get into the data programming. Um, if you don't flash that zip in, you will not be able to access this at all. Dialing it, it'll do nothing. So be sure with this uh, ROM that if you're on, the, if you're on Virgin Mobile, you're going to want to change the APN settings. Also, follow the developer's instructions. This ROM does not require the three wipes. There is a zip file that you flash in recovery before flashing this ROM, and it ensures a clean installation of this ROM. So it wipes everything twice just to make sure it's, it's wiped clean before you freshly install Showstock 3. So, yeah. Let's look at Showstock 3. Let me know what you guys think. Give me a thumbs up. If you guys like this video and you guys found it um, helpful or you just like watching uh, ROM reviews. And, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, this this ROM is just so smooth. I just like oh how smooth God, it just goes. Oh, my God, so embarrassing. I'm judging the speed and, of ROM um, from Swipeys. Yeah, that's all the goodness <laughs> right there. So, anyways, guys, yeah, thanks for watching this video. Um, as always, uh, I will be bringing you guys some more ROM reviews for the Galaxy S2 on Virgin Mobile, also known as the Epic 4G Touch. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. See you guys next time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man, that's kind of embarrassing. I was judging the speed of a ROM by the swipeys. Like, that's... Yeah. Um... But then again, I don't know. That, that was that was young me. That was like that was seven years ago. Um, it was what like what September? Let me see when the the video came out. I believe it was um, September third. Yep, September third, twenty thirteen. I dropped that video. So yeah, a, a, been on here for a long time. <laughs> Smooth and fast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but you know what? Like, I'll say this much for that custom ROM on the Epic 4G Touch, it was actually it was really good. Um, okay, let me adjust the mic here, but yeah, it was it was really good. It was a really good ROM. Um, I thought it was a really good port from the uh, Galaxy S2 on ATT, and you know, it, it it brought more features that the Epic 4G Touch didn't have. And uh, I just I just totally dig the look. That was like that was the only TouchWiz ROM for the Galaxy S2 that I actually liked um, every other ROM that, you know, I installed on my, um, on my galaxy S2 uh, ended up being like a, a form of AOSP. 
so I figured, you know, for for these live streams, I may, you know, every now and then include a uh, a video that you know, like a reaction to an old video of mine. You know, it kind of helps when you look back at what you were doing back in the day to kind of see like where you, how far you've come, and you know, where do you intend to go in the future, right? So again, um, you know, shout out to Android Eleven. Uh, Android 11 being uh, being totally awesome, <laughs> even though it's not a major, major update from Android 10. Uh, it's still, you know, it, it, it has its goodness in it and all of its goodness. But I do miss I absolutely do miss um, the uh, dessert mascot names. I really, really do. Th- those were a fun time with Android. Uh, when we look back, you know, on Android and we used to get excited um, for the dessert names and stuff like that. Now, I, I, mean, I, I still don't know why Google did away with that. That was one of those things that Google killed that um, otherwise, you know, still would have been a cool thing uh, to continue to have today. Um, so as far as for the dirt sheets, uh, CNET decided to publish an article. Um, this article basically pertains to uh, why they feel that, um, you know, um, 5G on the iPhone 12 probably won't be as great as people think. Now, before the uh, the Apple fanatics kind of go all haywire and be like, what are they talking about? Gene, good morning, Gene. Um, pleasure to have you here on the, on the Saturday Live. Um, so, yeah, um, before before the before the, the Apple fanboys go ape, ape shit on this, let me just kind of um, explain things here. Uh, where the, the direction they're going in this article from what I've read so far, um, kind of does make sense. So, and and this is the reality that not only the iPhone 12 is at the mercy of, but you know, the pixel five, um, the pixel four, a five G, um, they're all going to be at the mercy of this. So this article should have been more geared towards, um, like, you know, the, the, the up and coming 5g devices that are being released from Google and Apple, but uh, I know they're focusing on the iPhone 12 um, for this article, and that's totally fine. So, um, yeah, we'll just briefly have a synopsis over this. And, um, yeah, so here we go. Uh, okay. Um, so, anyways, yeah, why why 5G on the iPhone 12 probably won't be as great as people think. Uh, this was actually posted by CNET.com. Um, so, you know, they kind of like opened up about how this year has been. Yes, 2020 has been a garbage year. Very much so been a garbage year. Um, but when I get into it, uh, basically, you know, take an excerpt here from uh, the website, the webpage itself. But uh, they say on to quote, uh, that means that the biggest feature on the iPhone 12 will be largely out of Apple's control. This is the part that I'm talking about that um, before the, the Apple fans uh, go bananas. Um, this is something that not even Apple fanboys can control, can't control the narrative on this because absolutely the iPhone 12 is at the mercy of the carriers. That's the point that they're trying to make out in here. AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, depending on your carrier and where you live, the 5G experience on the iPhone 12 could, uh, could vary greatly when that's true because 5G is, you know, still rolled out regionally. It's not nationally deployed. So that's a problem that, 
you know, all of us face, not just, you know, the iPhone 12 users, but I mean, it's going to greatly impact um, the iPhone 12's launch because the average consumer thinks that because it's 5G capable, that 5G is turned on and it's up and running and it's going to it's going to run wherever they go. Like, you know, they don't follow the tech side of things the way that we do uh, to that extent when it comes to 5G. So, um, yeah, that's that is going to be it. And we can't fault the consumers and be like, oh, ha, 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 you guys are so dumb and this and that. Like, no. They just don't know, you know what I mean? Um, because if you think about it today, you know, I'm going to be like really blunt and honest with everybody. But you know, there's there's a there's a small percentage of people that are just people that watch like my videos, Carlos's videos, Sneed's videos, um, you know, Gene's videos that are just regular consumers. Um, majority of the bulk of of our views come from the tech enthusiasts, the geeks, the nerds, you know, people that are different, and. Uh, yeah, and and also the major portion of it is is other content creators supporting one another in this very very hard time. So, you know, to be quite honest, um, the the consumers wouldn't know. So when they hear that the iPhone 12 has 5G, the average consumer is going to assume that when they open the box for the very first time of their iPhone 12, and say they pop in their AT and T SIM card into their new iPhone 12. They're assuming that once it's booted on and they've signed in into their iCloud account, that automatically they're connected to 5G. They're not really going to know that they're going to be bouncing off 5G and LTE, flip-flopping back and forth because 5G is regionally deployed, not nationally deployed, um, depending on the markets that you're in, right? That's how you know. So, um, yeah, basically and absolutely... The iPhone 12 is at the mercy of the carriers. It says, by contrast, the current state of 5G in the U.S. is a mix of hype, hope, and whatever the opposite of harmony is. Uh, Depending on the carrier, 5G comes in a variety of frequencies, some that offer truly mind-bending speeds but lack the reach to connect to your phone all the time. Other frequencies have a long reach and stable connectivity, but offer speeds that aren't much faster than 4G LTE. Yeah, won't you just say T-Mobile speeds? <laughs> uh, sometimes T-Mobile's, uh, T-Mobile's uh, LTE is better than their 5G. Um, some parts of the U.S. have 5G networks from all three major U.S. carriers. Others have absolutely zero coverage. Uh, does this mean that 5G will determine if the iPhone 12 is a flop or not? No. Excuse me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even know why I had to sneeze there. I felt it coming. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, but that doesn't mean that everybody who buys an iPhone 12 will have uh, a great experience getting it connected to and working on a 5G network. And the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of new users that do not connect will drive a massive spike in traffic on 5G networks that are still in their infancy. Um, so, you know, just really just basically pointing that out um exactly what i what i'm saying and and this doesn't only apply to the iphone 12 the pixel 5 and pixel 4a 5g are about to suffer the same fate um and it has nothing to do with the manufacturer this is completely out of their control they they have no control over the networks or how 5g is built out they they just don't have that so with that being said um it it does. I mean, it's, it's not really disheartening to that extent because you have to think realistically like this is this is this is what we live in now. You know, what I mean, I can understand this being something that for everyone to frown upon and be upset about. Had this been, um, 
you know, like, like if five G had been nationally deployed already, then I can see like, okay, why is it my iPhone twelve connecting all the time to five G? Why is it my Pixel five or Pixel four A five G not connecting uh, to five G? Like then, then you can start looking at at the OEM and like you know, just kind of being like, okay, well, you know, um, you don't have the X sixty modem because that's what. Uh, you know, Sneed and everyone's rant, you know, like raving about, right? So I'll just kind of throw that in there. But this phone doesn't have the X60 modem, so it's garbage. It's got the X52 modem. You know, those are some of the things that, you know, that that people are going to go into when it comes to um, actually saying that it is the hardware uh, rather than um, the carrier. But, to you know, to be all honest, um, you know, this this was already known. So this article written by CNET was just like, where, where were you guys going with this? <laughs> I mean, that's me, right? I like to read tech news and stuff like that. Um, so I, I like to, uh, that's something I would say is uh, CNET, where are you going with this? Because, you know, the average techie and geek knows this already. And the average techie and geek is going to tell their friends. And now the rumor goes, they tell two friends and they tell their friends and they tell their friends and so on and so on and so on. Uh, you know, CNET, we got this, man. CNET, like you guys need to watch YouTube more often. We got this. We're we're explaining it. You know, what I mean, um, Sneed is explaining it. Carlos is explaining it. Tech extremist is demoing it. Carlos is demoing it. You know, Lawrence is demoing it. Uh, Gene is demoing it. Like, there's a lot of people that are demoing it. And what I mean by demoing, I mean that they're doing speed tests to kind of show people what what types of speeds they're getting. On different providers so yeah uh we got this cnet like the way that uh george lopez says i got this yeah yeah we got this cnet don't you worry guys you know um go ahead and 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 peruse your sources to find more information to write up some really cool articles because uh, definitely something that they need to do is write up more articles Oh my gosh. Excuse me for one second. So, uh, I guess my house turned into an ice box and it's just like I'm suffering the fate. But anyways, so what 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 can people expect from the iPhone 12? Expect the the best that you could get out of it. Um, if you're solely buying it because it's uh, it's it's five G capable, then you're pretty much uh, you're pretty much on a whim. Magic Tech Review, what up, buddy? How's it going, man? I'm glad to see you here this morning. Um, but if if you're if you're trying to buy an iPhone 12 because you want five G, that's that's the realization you have to come to. One, it's not nationally deployed; it's regionally deployed. Two, um. You know, each carrier's 5G varies, right? Verizon heavily dependent on millimeter wave, and millimeter wave is 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 good. Okay, to be honest with people, it's good. Um, does it have the range? No. Uh, when you look at uh, T-Mobile's um, quote unquote 5G and what they're dependent on, I mean, their speeds. When they say it doesn't differ from LTE, well, obviously, and that's the biggest problem with 5G today. And I think that a lot of guys like Sneed and Carlos them are really trying to like put out there. This is kind of like their 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 biggest beef with well, not their biggest beef, but this is one of the things they've been talking about that's kind of been a beef with T-Mobile is that 
T-Mobile's 5G has a lot of consumers thinking that, you know, true 5G speeds is equivalent and similar to LTE. And, you know, if if more and more people keep believing that, that's why we get more and more, you know, uh, tweets tweeted at us or, you know, um, posts shared to us on various um, social platforms, basically outlining that they're getting amazing 5G speeds when, you know, they're doing a, a speed test and the downlink is like, you know, 250 megabits down and the uplink is like 40 megabits up. And they're like, oh my gosh, amazing 5G speeds. Like that's not true 5G speeds. It's not, it's never intended to be that, you know, that's equivalent to like LTE advance, you know, given, given the fact. Um, and even then, you know, just on a side note, T-Mobile is known to, um, to fib the, uh, the, the, the speed test apps, right? So allocates more, you know, more, more downlink and uplink when you're doing a speed test on your device. But when you're actually streaming, like if you go to, um, was it fast, fast.net, I believe it is, um, to test like, you know, how uh, video streaming would be, that becomes an issue. Um, when you do a live stream, like if you were to go on Periscope and do a live stream and you'd be all pixelated and they'll be cutting in and out, you know, that's because it's, there's your real there's your real speed test there on how much it can handle. And doing a live stream is not very uh network intensive, right? You don't need um like 500 on the down and 500 on the up to have you know decent uh decent audio and visual qualities in your live stream. You just don't. I mean, if you had that much on the down and up, then yeah, definitely, you know, you'd be you'd be perfect, right? You'd be like really clear. Imagine if you're doing it on a gig down a gig up, you know, that would be superb. Um, but you don't need that much. And so, um, roughly I would say, you know, on the down, if you're, if you're clocking, you know, 25 megabits per second on the down and well, let's, let's, let's chalk it up and say 50 megabits per second on the down and 20 megabits per second on the up and like true actual true downlink and uplink speeds along with, you know, the latency being a little bit lower, um, then yeah, your, your, you know, your stream is going to be good whether on Periscope, whether on um, Instagram, on Facebook, it's going to be good. So we know that that T-Mobile kind of fit that. But going back to everything, you know, with 5G, uh, the iPhone 12, definitely everybody that buys an iPhone 12, depending on the carrier that you're on, your 5G experience is going to be very, very different from the next person's. Unless you guys are all on, you know, AT&T or you're all on T-Mobile or you're all on Verizon, um, everyone's is going to vary and that's inevitable. So this article pretty much talking that point telling, saying that iPhone 12 users that buy the iPhone 12, um, are going to be at the mercy of the carrier as far as the 5g experience. Well, I mean, that's a no brainer. It really took them a whole, you know, how many days to write up this article to say that, I mean, yeah, we, we, we get that <laughs> it's going to vary. Um, most of the, most of us geeks and nerds are not stupid. We, we know that. Consumers don't know that, but I mean, yeah, I guess this is for the consumer, but you know, um, everybody, even consumers know that their data speeds differ from other, their, their other carrier counterparts obviously is the reason why that, you know, they were, when they were with one carrier, they decided to port out to another carrier. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> to emphasize that it's that, you know, it's all based on your carrier. You're at the mercy of them because of their different styles of 5G they are trying to achieve. I mean, that's that's rich. 
And, you know, I'm not totally trying to bash CNET for it. I get it. You know, they, they just want to put out information for those people who don't know. I guess I'm being overly critical. This is my inner nerd coming out who's just lashing out at these at these uh these websites for just um you know doing some weird weirdness in my opinion so but anyways um yeah so anyways i'll make this full screen so you guys can kind of grab like like uh like the like the bulk of this and then we'll just we'll move on to the next thing i'm going to talk about which is you know the the, the pixel um well the pixels <laughs> we'll be talking about that here in a second Yep. So that's pretty much like the bulk of the article, uh, the, the article right there, you know, just really kind of going over things. But um, anyways, so we're back. So um, the pixels and I guess this kind of goes in tandem with um, my discussion about um, about RCS. By the way, if, if people are going to be pointing out that there's a little bit of flickering that you see, like the light going dimmer and then brighter, dimmer and brighter. It, my Chromebook needs to be fixed again. Um, obviously, the uh, the corner area, the 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 right the right lower corner area of of the of the display, the backlight is going out. So just that area tends to like flicker. Um, it's it's crazy. It could it could be just something that's loose in there, and so that's why it, it eventually shuts on and off. So don't mind it, please. I apologize. All right. So in the same fate that's shared with. Um, you know, the iPhone 12, the Pixel 5, Pixel 45G is going to suffer that same fate depending on um, which carrier that you're on is the type of 5G experience that you get. And then obviously, um, I believe it's been confirmed that if you get the Verizon model of the Pixel 5, um, that's the only one that's going to have access to millimeter wave. The unlocked version won't. The unlocked version will still only be, um, be sub-6 5G. Uh, Tana, what's up, man? How's it going? Um, so, you know, that with pixels, they kind of suffer that, they kind of suffer that fate too, as well, along with the iPhone 12, they're at the mercy of the carriers when it comes to the 5g connectivity. So just depending on the 5g that you have pretty much where, where, where then it lies, um, with it, Silva in the building. What up, man? Good morning, Silva. Um, so with uh with the pixels one of the hardest things um and this kind of goes in tandem with uh, rcs but kind of like a like a beginning part to this whole rant about rcs messaging um devices that support dsds right absolutely annoys the hell out of me with uh dsds and that's dual that's a dual sim dual standby now um do do i wish that you know previous pixels that have an eSIM and that have um you know, a, a physical slim slot. Um, should they have been a DSDC, dual SIM, dual connect? Yes, absolutely. I think they should, you know, have, of course, eSIM and physical SIM and then be able to connect to both of them simultaneously, which means that being able to draw uh, both cellular connectivity and data from the two networks that you have put into your, you know, Pixel 4a, your Pixel 4, or your Pixel 3a, um, th- that would have been absolutely perfect. 
Um, because one of the biggest problems is, is is RCS messaging, right? And and this is still a uh, a argument that you know some people have, you know. And while I am more of an Android person, right? And everyone knows that I love the pixels. Um, love is a strong word. Really, really like the pixels, right? You can't be in love with an inanimate object. I have to change my verbiage on things, but um. You know, it totally sucks because RCS messaging is good. I, I like RCS messaging, right? And, you know, people argue that point and be like, it doesn't compare to iMessage. And and yes, to an extent, it doesn't because there's one key factor about RCS messaging that I think Google screwed up on that, you know, they should have done. I mean, who cares if um, iOS does it with, um, you know, iMessage? But this is the reason why iMessage is really good and why so many people use that as the anchor to strap in, you know, a chain to their ankle and anchor themselves to iOS and and put it where they're never allowed to leave iOS, try anything else is because they, they use uh, iMessage. And, um, you know, with the pixels, with DSDS, you know, there is no, there is no smart way for it to basically be able to have, you know, to utilize the dual SIM, dual standby and keep RCS messaging active on Android messages. The moment that you have two different uh, SIM services, on your Pixel device, and it immediately goes back to regular SMS, which is something that they're trying to phase out. That's the whole point why Google came out with with RCS messaging. It's the reason why that uh, a lot of people were frustrated with Google because Google brings out RCS messaging, and then they kind of lax on it, allowing the carriers and allowing you know other Android OEM manufacturers to pretty much decide when they want to use RCS messaging, which of course shows that fragmentation in Android is one of its biggest own enemies. You know, like they say, the biggest enemy is within yourself. Yeah, the biggest enemy in in Android is Android itself. Um, and of course, you know, like they have to honor their their you know their promises, their commitment that Android's open source. So they're not going to go and start dropping a hammer on Samsung and LG and all this other stuff because they didn't conform to RCS messaging right away. However, I know that you know Google had to be that 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 one person in the room that's like, okay, I built something amazing. Come on, guys, let's talk about it. Here you go. Here it is for you guys to do your presentation because we're going to make millions. And then Google's like sitting in the back of the of of, of the you know the room just like chatter going away at his teeth like come on when you guys going to do this you know because they want it done but they can't go and get up on stage with that product and start talking about it because um the original deal says that they can't right and that's an analogy by the way people don't be like really is that what they're doing like no that's just an analogy to explain how google must be feeling um so when you have two sims in nick you know a, a dsds pixel device um it defaults to uh to SMS and that that totally blows. Now, you can have RCS with DSDS. I know this sounds a little hip- hypocritical, but just listen and bear with me. Uh, but you would have to have all your ducks aligned in a row, and that's my analogy for basically saying that. Say you have you know Google Fi uh, on the eSIM and you have AT and T on the physical SIM. You if you have um, calling and texting from Google Fi as the default. You can't have AT&T's data as the default data being used. You have to also have Google Fi's data being default. So all three have to be aligned. And then when you're in Android messages, then you will have um, RCS active. The moment that you switch data, you switch from Fi and you go to uh, AT&T's data, but you keep Google Fi's number for calling and texting, 
then you lose RCS messaging. Any text you send, whether it's you know to an to another Android user who has RCS, it will just send it to them in an SMS. That's absolutely sad. And and that's that rolls into this last part a little bit here for this uh, this podcast. And that's um, you know, RCS messaging and and where did Google go, go wrong with it? Like why, you know, when people want to argue the point that well, you know, RCS messaging is solid. Um, that, you know, when people are like, oh, but it's not, it's not like iMessage. Um, in a way it is, you know, from person to person uh, messaging, it, it, it is, it feels like it. And anyone can tell me, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Do you don't, yeah, I, I use an iPhone. Okay. I've used iPhones. I use the iPhone 10 S I use a pixel four. I know, I know the differences. Um, see, here's the thing. Here's, here's my major gripe with RCS messaging. And that's the fact that it's reliant on a phone number. It's reliant on a phone number rather than being reliant on your Google account. That is my cat crying this morning. I apologize. And then if you hear kids, it's my neighbors upstairs. They're so, um, on a side note, where I live at, and I'm not going to drop my location, but I'm just saying where I live at, you know, if you know my location, if you're someone who knows where I live, you know, because there are some some uh, content creators who know where I live, um, don't ever move to, to, to this apartment that I'm living in if I move out. Because my neighbors upstairs are just so rude. It's 9.19 a.m. It's a freaking Saturday. What the hell are they doing making that much noise like it's one in the afternoon? Like, to me, they absolutely have no respect. And I'll tell you guys right now, I've dealt with them more than once on this. I've, I've talked to them in person at their door to let them know. So, And I went with my ugly mug and my shaggy messed up hair to let them know that, hey, MFR. I'm still asleep. Shut the F up, you know? Um, but yeah, they have no respect. Absolutely no respect. And so, I don't know. I wish they would just hurry up and go away. That's probably what they're doing. They're heading out for the for the weekend to go somewhere. So, like, get out of here. Um, plus, you know what? Um, in the words of uh, of Rick James from the Chappelle Show, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Because, yeah, they are blitzed. They are blitzed, and I don't like the way they treat their kids. But that, I mean, that's, that's, that's on a side note. So, See, like iMessage works, right? iMessage is connected to your Apple ID. It's connected to your Apple ID account, right? So um, that is why you can have a SIM card removed from an iPhone and still be able to send messages through iMessage to other iPhone users and be able to FaceTime them. And that is the same thing that I think that RCS messaging should have, should have done. It should have been reliant on a carrier phone number. Should be should have been reliant on a Google account. This is where, like I say, like there was a potential in Allo, right? Like they wanted to do RCS messaging, and I know Allo had to be some sort of glimpse as to what RCS messaging was going to be. Just like the richness of the communication between a person to person using that app. I mean, Allo was it. Allo really, really did show us what RCS was going to be. Setting photos through through Allo and video was pretty much the same as setting it through RCS. Sure. There was probably like, you know, very uh, detailed differences between them and Hey, you know what? I'm not here to argue that point. I'm just saying that it, Google was trying to show us what RCS message was going to be um, with, with uh, Allo, the launch of Allo and do Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Sneed. What up, man? What up, bro? Um, so with, with, with that being said, when they killed Allo, they pretty much like, it was like, okay, you know, they put everything into RCS messaging. Okay, got it. You know, 
that that's what it's going to be. But yeah, the, 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 there's, in my opinion, their their single biggest downfall was requiring a a mobile number to be the to be the backbone of what RCS message is. Like it should rely on your Google account. And they should have made it that way. So even because when you use RCS messaging, you can rely on data, you can rely on Wi-Fi to send that message out. So, you know, even like after you set up RCS messaging and like, you know, you you plug in your mobile number, like if you go into the Android messages, you hit the three bubbles, you go to settings, go to chat, you set that up, plug your number in, hit um, hit for it to, um, you know, like, like verify, it verifies your number. Um, hey, oh, um, babe, I didn't want to wake you up this morning. So I, I kind of went in here to do, the Saturday podcast. I'm sorry I left you, but good morning. Good morning. And I love you. And you are beautiful this morning. So, um, but yeah, after you confirm your number with, with Android messages to activate RCS messaging and everything like that, from that point, you know, you can take your SIM card out of your smartphone and still be able to send message over Wi-Fi. you know? So what, what is the point of relying on a mobile number to basically activate RCS messaging? It should, and to always have been, your Google account, your Google account should have been the only thing that was needed to actually activate this. And because they're going away with SMS. So what, what, what was the point? They're going away no matter what, like you can't bend and say, well, we need the carriers. So we're going to have it this way where it's set up that you have to use your mobile number to set up RCS messaging. Like that's a bunch of baloney, Google, smart guys, geniuses. I'm calling your butts out right now. It's a bunch of baloney. You didn't need that. Because there are other apps dependent on Wi-Fi that you don't you don't see you don't see that they have to go blow smoke up the carrier's butts just to be able to have them work, right? Like Hangouts, Hangouts still worked on LTE. You still send messages over LTE connection on Hangouts from person to person in chat, right? You can do that with Facebook messaging. You can do that with WhatsApp. You know, I. I seriously feel like that 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 Google kind of screwed the pooch here when they decided to go ahead and you know and, and implement RCS messaging in this particular way. It should have never been like that. And they and then you know people wonder why that you know those that use Apple get super um they 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 tend to show how they how they love being anchored to iOS by iMessage being the excuse, but then again, the idea that well not the idea but how iMessage is you know, you you can have a number connected to it, it's a secondary form that identifies you from one iPhone user to another iPhone user, but you don't actually need that number connected to your iMessage. Your Apple ID, the email that you use to set up Apple ID, whether you used your Gmail to set up Apple ID or you had you created yours on on your iPhone, which would end with at iCloud.com. Um that would be your uh, connection, your caller ID connection or whatever to basically have an account with iMessage. So when you send a message from iPhone user to iPhone user, you get that oh so lovely blue bubble that everyone talks about. That's like a thing. Um, I really think that, that that's where they screwed the pooch with RCS messaging. They really did. Um, what could they do? You know what could I mean, what what could Google do? Well, I mean, go back to format because again, RCS messaging is not is not bad at all. It, it's uh, it's not bad. Okay, it's not terrible. 
it, it's it, it works right i send i send you know like high quality photos to my wife when i take pictures from my pixel 4 I send it to her she gets it in full resolution you know it's not scaled down and compressed and then chopped up and all this stuff they don't do the wonka vision thing where it's scattered into a million pieces i mean okay yeah they actually do that but i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not going to come back smaller on the other side um well, whatever I send photo quality wise, I send it so through RCS messaging to my wife. She gets it in, in full resolution of the way that I took the photo and vice versa. When I asked her to send me the photos from the Pixel 4a to me and she sent it to my Pixel 4, it came in full resolution from when she took the photos on her vacation. So RCS messaging has its had its benefits. You know what I mean? Um, of course, obviously, you know, being able to uh, know when someone had had received the message. And then, you know, that's something that, you know, is um I mean, it, it doesn't work for everybody else. Some people don't like other people knowing when you've read their message, you know, because then that just makes them feel obligated that they have to reply to you right then and there. You know, I'm the type of user that, you know, I'll read your message from the notification shade because, you know, you get like a preview of it. And, you know, unless it says, help, Tito, I'm dying. They've cut my arm off. I'm not replying exactly right away. You know, um, I will I will go back to it later when I have time, because sometimes, you know, we're busy. Sometimes we're doing things. Sometimes we're at work and we can't apply. We can't reapply right away. So, I mean, you know, there, 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 there's there's plus and minuses to having um where you could actually see when somebody is typing out a message reply to you. And if they've read the message that you sent them, there are plus and minuses to it. Um, and I and I totally agree. You know, I'm not saying that that one that one completely dominates over the other one. You know, it's preferences, and so I feel like that preferences. If you have to use the word, there's preferences, and obviously you should have a preference toggle for that, um, to where you could actually turn that on, turn that off. That's to me, that's that that's a very big thing here. Um, but you know, in general, the uh, the whole point that I'm making with RTS messaging is that they screwed the pooch making it reliant on mobile on mobile phone numbers. Um, they screwed the pooch on just being like, you know, kissing some really heavy booty to the major carriers. And really Google should have just owned this whole thing with RCS messaging. And it's been like, yeah, you know, you can use regular SMS with your carrier if you want to, but if you want to have that enriched experience, the rich communication uh, experience, then, um, you know, go into Android messages and activate chat and uh, your Google account will be your anchor. So then that way, you know, when you're off Wi-Fi, you don't have a mobile number to set up with this. You can still do it with your Google account. I mean, cause some people just don't have it. Like my kids, my kids don't have a full fledged phone number from a freaking carrier. So for them to set up RCS messaging, what the hell are they supposed to do? That's, that's my point. It should just be directly set up from Google from your Google account. That's really where I'm just focusing on that. So anyways, guys, that's pretty much all I have to say on RCS messaging. And of course, DSDS with the pixel, it kind of sucks too there. Cause, and that's where it goes back to that. If it was reliant on the Google account and not a mobile phone number, then having two SIMs in my pixel phone that has DSDS, first of all, Google, if you, the next future ones, like the pixel six, make that DSDC, that would be superb. That'd be thumbs up. Uh, but if, if you were running DSDS and RCS messaging was reliant on a Google account rather than a mobile phone number, you'd be able to still 
take advantage of that running two SIM cards on your phone, whether you switch, you know, the data from Google Fi to AT&T SIM card, it would still work. It wouldn't kill off. And then every message you send from Android messages is an SMS because that's that's what irks the hell out of me. You don't need to have your ducks in a row on a dual SIM, dual standby device to be able to utilize RCS messaging if your Google account was the only thing you really needed to have the RCS experience active on Android messages. I rest my case. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, I got a few more minutes here left, so I don't know if you guys um, want to watch an old video of mine and watch and like, you know me react to it, um, or I can peruse Google News to see what else is there. Um, yeah, because there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, news coming up here, like the Galaxy uh, S20 Fan Edition specs confirmed. Um, they talked about that. Or you guys can just laugh at me on a very old video because I just shared one um, in the beginning of this of this uh, podcast, and uh, Red Rum was laughing at me because I used to judge speed on the custom ROMs by swipeies. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's really up to you guys. I'm not. This is not really going to be that long. I mean, yesterday was pretty long, four hour long. Um, you know, live stream was pretty insane. Oh uh, yeah, Steed was in here or still is in here. Hopefully, he's still in here. Um, got two phones in the building. Faux free. Uh, yeah. Yep, Gene. Two phones is in here, bro. Um, but you know, it's a Saturday morning, so um you guys probably have a lot to do i'm not going to hold up any much more of your time i do appreciate those that came in and stopped by i want to give shout outs to all that came in into the live podcast we got red rum that was in here magic tech review that popped in for a little bit or possibly still here uh gene g tech review also for being a member of the channel so he's part you know he's got his exclusive pass into the team and hopefully you enjoyed um the uh video i dropped for you guys um that video will be live for everybody else on sunday uh tana so lit thank you so much sir for coming in really really appreciate you for stopping in this morning Siova that popped in here as well appreciate you coming in bro um you know hopefully your saturday your weekend is 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 doing good man you're making moves and you know just have just living life bro hopefully it's all good um of course to my lovely wife who i probably woke up or maybe uh my brontosaurus neighbors woke up because of all their stomping around and their loud talking at freaking nine o'clock in the morning um let's see uh we had two phones that just popped in right now just for a little bit so um two phones thanks for coming in really appreciate you bro so that's it for this weekend's podcast thank you so much uh, for those who watch the replay hashtag replay crew if you got that blue wrench um yeah mod squad right i gotta come up with my own i feel like i'm stealing from sneed it's not fair i'll come up with something else but i still love that hashtag form voltron man oh my Gosh, that that's a good one. When you send the mods after a troll, get them. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That, that's so cool. But anyways, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, uh, podcast returns back Monday morning. See you guys then. Um, that's it for right now. Oh yeah, by the way, I am doing a gaming tonight. So for those people who loved watching, uh, who liked watching the game Guilt that I was playing, I'm going to continue on playing tonight. I know I was supposed to play it the other day. But I ended up just hopping on on uh, on on um, my friends' live streams, and I just got passed around, you know, like like a like a toy or something. So, uh, but I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it. I got everything set up. Oh, I don't know why I did that, and that was about to fall. That's not cool. But yeah, everything's set up. 
Um, I will be doing that. Uh, oh man, probably say maybe about like um, I want to say like seven p.m. because um, Carlos is going live tonight, five p.m. And I said I would join him. So, but I mean, unless something else comes up. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching the podcast. You guys are clutch as always. Aloha. Take it easy. Enjoy your Saturday.